Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and gosh, am I so excited about this Featured Friday episode because it's not just me on today's episode. We are joined by an incredible guest. Matt Odie is gonna bring the heat today. By the end of today's episode, you are going to feel so fired up, committed, and determined to taking action, and most importantly, taking control of your life despite any circumstances that you find yourself in. How can I say this with such confidence? It's because Matt is here to share his story and share his perspectives and his life lessons. Matt, at the age of 24, was diagnosed with stage three testicular cancer. At the age of 25, he was in the hospital in a coma to the point where physicians were saying that he may never walk again. He may never be able to function on his own again. But throughout all of that, even dropping down. This was a crazy stat. I saw pictures on Matt's website of this. He dropped down to 110 pounds. You can tell that in many regards, a lot of people would point to Matt and say that this guy is down and out. But in fact, today, he is one of the most sought after keynote speakers. He has an incredible message to share, and he goes all around the world serving people and impacting people as a transformation coach, helping them reshift their perspectives and gain a whole new lease on life. I'm so excited to dive into today's episode with Matt Odie. As we dive into today's interview, I want you to realize that these conversations are my unfair advantage as an entrepreneur. I get to have these conversations. I feel incredible afterwards. I feel fired up. And that's why I want to bring these conversations to you. I would love to invite you to something brand new, our Launch Coalition Coffee and Cocktail Hours. They're live on Zoom. They're free. You'll get to come hang out with me personally and so many other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. So just go straight to imetbrian.com slash coffee. That's imetbrian.com slash coffee to come experience these conversations for yourself. I'm excited to see you there and excited to dive into today's interview. Dude, Matt, you heard your intro. I'm so excited. Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Wow. That, that may, honestly, I've done a lot of podcasts, Brian, and that honestly may have been the best one I've heard no intro-wise. So I appreciate that, brother. Uh, super excited to be on here today, and uh, hopefully we can help that community out. So. Heck yeah. No, I dig it. And honestly, since you and I, we actually exchanged DMs over Instagram, and it's been so much fun seeing the stuff that you put out into the world. So I've been excited about our conversation for a long time today, and thank you for the, the kindness with regards to the intro, but I know that that's only the tip of the iceberg. So fill in the gaps for listening. Who the heck are you? Yeah, so basically what you said, um, you know, I'm now entrepreneur, but uh, before that, you know, I was always in the health field, you know, pretty much for 10 to 15 straight years, my whole life predicated on health, eating the right foods and making sure you get the right sleep, the right exercises, all of that. And um, I'm 30 years old now, and at 24, my life completely shifted all the way upside down. Um, I was actually probably the healthiest I'd ever been at the time. Um, you know, pretty much counting my macros, working out six, seven days a week. And then all of a sudden, I started to get these minor back pains over the summer. And um, at 24 years old, you know, you think you're invincible. Um, anybody in their, you know, mid to young 20s is, you know, they have this perception of, oh, I'll just shrug it off and I'll be okay. And as time kept progressing, it got a little worse, a little worse, a little worse. And um, one night, I ended up puking up blood, got rushed to the emergency room, they found out I had lost two thirds of the blood circulating in my body, which is equivalent to being shot with a gun. Immediately, they gave me six bags of blood. 
to pretty much, you know, revive myself, put me into an emergency surgery to figure out what was causing the bleeding. The next morning I wake up to the doctor sitting next to me and I get up off my bed. He holds my hand and he goes, Matt, we have found an 11 centimeter tumor in your small intestine. We know it is cancerous and um, we have to ship you off to the main campus of the Cleveland Clinic immediately. So I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I was at a local hospital at the time. And um, here at Cleveland, we thank goodness have one of the top hospitals in, in the nation. So they brought me right over there for a few days, did a bunch of different tests. And that's where they found out I had the highest stage of testicular cancer. And um, I guess a good way to kind of express how high it was, was they track what's called a tumor marker and it's called your AFP. And basically for any male, you want to be below a five. I was over 85,000. I wasn't even on their charts anymore. So my life at that point completely took a 180 mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, everything. And I think the hardest part for me, no doubt at that moment was expressing my feelings. You know, at the time, I just started dating my now fiance, uh, Lauren, but I had just started dating her for two months. That's it. We'd only been dating for two months. So I was like deathly afraid that I had to go share this news to her. Um, I had my parents were the only people who knew at that time. And I was trying to be strong for them, didn't want to express all these emotions. And I think for a lot of males, um, you can attest to this, that when you go through something challenging in your life, um, you don't want to express your emotions because you feel it's a sense of weakness. But I'm here to tell you, it's actually the complete opposite. Your vulnerable parts of your life, your most challenging parts of your life and that you are able to express to somebody that you know, like, and trust, you don't have to be doing what I'm doing, but to at least express it is one of the most powerful and um, strengthening things you could do for yourself because it's almost like a weight lifted off of your shoulder. And that was my first step in the healing process was it was actually mentally doing that. So that was kind of my beginning of the journey. Yeah, I love that, Matt. And there's so many things that I'm so excited to dive into with you here today. And I love the fact that we're doing this and that you wanted to really bring your message here to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast because within the world of entrepreneurship, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are not dealing with cancer. Fortunately, what you went through at the age of just 24, but entrepreneurship does present those huge obstacles, those big challenges, those those points in life where we look at ourselves and we say, can I get through this? Because it is a difficult road. I think you went through all of that to an extreme. Walk us through there. Like, obviously there's that initial reaction to the fact that you're questioning, what is my life going to become from here? Were yeah. you at rock bottom? Were you, were you persistent from day one? What were those emotions that you were experiencing? Oh, hundred percent. I probably hit rock bottom like multiple times. So there were plenty of times along my journey where I had near-death experiences. So long story short of all of this, um, as soon as they found out, I went through five rounds of what's called BEP. It's very, very intense chemotherapy. Within a week and a half, I was already losing my hair. I was completely beat up. I'd lost like 15 to 20 pounds in a matter of like two and a half weeks because my body was just like depleted. I couldn't really eat anything without like, you know, feeling nauseous all the time, um, you know, feeling weak where I could barely walk, things like that. And um, it was just as much as it was physically as it, it was a mental battle as well. And I think for, um, you know, for a lot of entrepreneurs out there, I think a reason a lot of us feel like we have this perspective or we have this vision in life is really through something challenging that we've been able to overcome or something that is meaningful to us that we feel that other people are struggling with and want to, to help them with. And the first thing, in my opinion, when it comes to entrepreneurship is your mindset. It really is. Before 
you can do anything else. You have to shift your limiting beliefs in life. And that was what I had to do. Instead of me becoming this victim mindset, you know, I have this little saying, and I learned it from a man named Ed Milet, and he's a successful entrepreneur. Um, you could find him on, on Instagram, Facebook, all over. And his famous saying is, everything in life happens for you, not to you. And what that basically means is you can either look at life as, why is this happening to me? Why is cancer happening to me? Why are all these situations? I was the healthiest person eating the right foods. Why me did this happen? And me becoming a victim mentality, a why me mindset, is only going to allow me to create excuses blame other people and get absolutely nowhere. But I can take that same situation and say, how is this happening for me? How did cancer allow me to grow in certain areas of my life? How am I becoming a better version of myself? How am I going to become stronger person of myself when I get out of this? And more importantly, as an entrepreneurial mindset, how can I use my message and my story to impact others? And yes, it didn't just happen overnight, but it's a shift I had to make that I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there can attest to when it comes along their journey so yeah matt it's interesting to hear you talk about that stuff and also imagining you doing that from your hospital bed i've seen the pictures of what your recovery process was like the fact that you had to learn how to rewalk so i'm picturing you going through these mental shifts even you know in those stages and what i can imagine having been an entrepreneur so i started my first business at the age of 19 so here we are 14 years later and i've gone through so many peaks and valleys and i imagine that your transformation mindset wise also had those peaks and valleys can you walk us through how did you manage those valleys what got you out of those valleys and then when you were in those peaks what obviously naturally after peaks we do start seeing that decline how did you manage those over time to kind of as we all hope the stock market goes long run at least have those gains yeah for sure um so I'll finish off my story here and I'll show you, I'll, I'll explain exactly the peaks and valleys. So as soon as I was done with chemotherapy, I ended up having a 12 hour surgery to remove the rest of my tumor and cancer in my body. And when I, they ended up doing that surgery, my body pretty much shut down. It did not go as planned. It went to what's called compartment syndrome. My kidneys and liver started failing. Eventually they completely failed. And that's what caused me to go into a two week non-induced coma. Now, long story short, I was in the ICU for over 40 days. A week out of my two-week coma, they went to go take out. I had a catheter in my neck because they thought I was going to be on dialysis the rest of my life. I started to make some small progress. I go to take out the catheter in my neck. I end up having an arrhythm heartbeat, and I go into cardiac arrest. They have to do eight minutes of CPR on me, bring me back to life, and I go back into another one-week coma. Out of that coma, now is where I had to completely learn to walk again and basically relive my entire life. At this point, I am dwindled down to basically nothing. I, I couldn't eat anything. They're only basically keeping me alive through liquid IVs. So throughout that whole entire process, I end up having five major surgeries. And on the last major surgery, basically what happened was this was completely unexpected. They ended up taking their, I was about to actually leave the hospital probably within a week or so. I go down, I have stitches from my left hip to my right hip because that's where they had to open me up was my stomach. My stitches ended up bursting open. They had to rush me into a fifth major surgery and do what's called an open wound surgery on me, where they had to leave a football-sized mesh over my stomach, causing me to basically take an entire year to heal my stomach. After 53 straight days in the hospital, I was finally released, and this is when I went down from a 185-pound personal trainer to 110 pounds in a matter of about eight and a half months. And really, I lost about 50 pounds in a matter of only about 53 days. So that right there, there were so many peaks and valleys where it's just like every time, and I look at it like a slingshot, every single time I'd have a setback, 
you know, it's almost like it's almost like that saying, you know, you feel like you take one step forward, but it's like three steps back. Well, this is how I look at it. Life is like a slingshot. Every adversity you have, it's more resistance. It's more resistance. It's more resistance. But if you simply never give up on yourself, you say, I'm going to keep persevering. I'm not going to give up on myself. And I can believe that I can overcome this challenge. That slingshot one day from all of the lessons, from all of the adversity you've been able to come will shoot. And when it goes, you are going to see so many breakthroughs in your life, so much progress in your life. It's almost like when you see people have this overnight success, they don't have overnight success. Trust me. They've grinded their butt off for about 10 to 15 years of just hard, hard work. And then all of a sudden it pays off because all those lessons and all that hard grit came into play for them. And here's what really got me out of this. Number one was surrounding myself with the right people in life. If you are not surrounding yourself with the right people that have the right mindset, that have the right vision, and that have the right um, you know, aspirations as you do, you are going to always be stuck to where you want to go. And for me, this is when I started to recover. When I was starting to recover from cancer, it took me about, honestly, it took me a good two years to fully recover mentally, emotionally, physically after I was finally cancer free. And that's when I said, well, what's next in life? And I started to say, okay, all of this adversity that I went through, where am I going next? And that is where I had to surround myself with those right people. And that is my number one thing I would tell people is the first thing you have to do is you probably heard this, you're the average of the five people you hang around with. And I believe that to my core because I know for a fact that it's helped lead me to where I am today. Number two, now I don't push this on anybody, but you know, for my faith, I'm just a faith-based person. I have a lot of stories of how I, you know, me being a Christian, how I believe God pushed me through certain areas, but I don't push that on anybody. It's just my story and how I feel like it's helped me through a lot of peaks and valleys in life and really staying strong in my faith. So whatever you do believe in, you need to stay strong to that core. Number three is another lesson I learned from an entrepreneur was keeping the promises you make to yourself. And what I mean by that is when you say you're going to do something, do everything in your willpower to not make excuses or to not wuss out and not accomplish that task ahead of you. It may not happen the exact second you want it to, but don't give up on yourself and keep making those promises because it's going to bring momentum, confidence, and then ultimate success into your life. So those are my three big things that really helped me through my peaks and valleys. I love that. I so deeply invite listeners to hit that rewind button and go listen to those three things again because, man, I was getting shivers in my body as you were saying those three things because they are so true. And I want to call out a little bit about that faith thing. So people who have listened to this podcast for a heck of a long time, almost 500 episodes in, know that I never talk about faith so overtly. So yes, Matt, just like you, I was raised Christian, so I'm a Catholic. And Either way, we're not talking about religion when we talk about the word faith. And so at its real, at the crux of the word faith is really the concept of believing, deeply believing in something, whether we can see it or not. Because Matt, again, I'm I'm really just picturing you in the hospital, in this recovery process. There are a million and one reasons why you shouldn't believe that you're ever going to walk again. In fact, the doctors are telling you you're not going to be able to. And so you had to see, you had to believe 
believe it before you could see it. And then of course you could go on and achieve it. But one thing that I really want to talk about from that last answer is you said the one word that I was just like, I'm dying to talk to Matt about this. You talked about quitting, the Q word. And so for entrepreneurs, Matt, there's so many times because I I work with entrepreneurs for a living, there's so many times where they feel like quitting because this is a hard journey. This, This stuff is difficult. This stuff is testing. And guess what? It's easier to quit. Quitting is almost always the easiest option. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about, you know, were you thinking about quitting? Give us the real inner thoughts of Matt back then. And then secondly, how did quitting basically become never an option for you? Yeah. So number one, I completely agree. I think businesses fell within the first issue one to two years because they, they want to quit on themselves. And I'm telling you, this game is about literally like not quitting not giving up on yourself. Like you're going to go through a bunch of crap for two, three, four, five years, but you know, until you maybe even see some progress. But I'm telling you, like on the other end of all of that, when you start seeing success, when you start seeing people that come to you and say, you help change their life, it is so much more gratifying and so much more um, fulfilling than you ever giving up on yourself. Because I truly believe once you become complacent in life, is the moment you start to die. I really do believe that. Complacency and feeling just always having this comfort zone is never gonna get you anywhere in life. And for me, I'll be completely transparent. I only had two options. So when you wanna talk about rock bottom, I either had death or survival. So when you talk about not quitting, like that was my only two options. And I'll tell you when I, good a good explanation was after my fifth surgery. So after my fifth surgery, I thought I was about to go out of the hospital. And then all of a sudden, I'm back in the ICU room. And I remember this. I was My hands and my feet were tied to the bed because they didn't want me touching my wound that was open um, without me knowing that I had the surgery. Because I didn't know what type of surgery I had. So I woke up, and for two straight days, no, no joke, two straight days, I had a breathing tube in my mouth, so I couldn't talk or say anything. I was laying there in the bed where nurses didn't know I was like awake enough to really be able to say anything. So I had my thoughts. That's all I had was my thoughts for two days of what the heck do I do? And I, and I remember like, I'll go as just being Christian. I just remember praying. I'm like, God, I literally have two options here. I said, I fought as hard as I could. I could give up now or I'm in the lowest point in my life and rock bottom. I'm telling you right now is not necessarily a bad place to be because guess what? It can be the 180, the shift that you need in your life to completely go the direction that you've always meant to be. And that right there, when I was finally, my hands were released, I had the breathing tube out of my mouth, I literally walked further than I had done any of the other times previous to my surgeries, even before they were just about to release me from the hospital. And that right there, that right there was what was the shift in my mindset that I needed to say, I'm never going to quit on myself. I'm never going to give up on myself because the hardest moments, if I can overcome this, trust me, the next thing ahead of me is going to be a piece of cake. And that's what you got to look at as life is listen, like you are going to have hurdles, but you looking back at those challenging moments and saying, I conquered that, I overcame that should give you encouragement, should give you power to never give up on yourself, keep pushing forward and know that there are better days ahead. 
Yeah, Matt, the thing I really like about the way that you frame this time period in your life is that you're very clear about the fact that that was a temporary situation that you were always going to get out of. There was no question in your mind. Obviously, there were moments where you may have questioned it, but there was no question in your mind that you were persisting through it. You had, you've used the word already in our conversation today, you had the willpower. And that to me is the antidote to quitting. Because again, we already talked about it is easier to quit. I want to show this. I've actually never shown this or brought this up. Let's see if I get the camera to focus in on it. It's really hard because it's small. Oh, there we go. Right there. Yes. Yeah. So this is something that I keep on my desk all the time. And it's it was gifted to me by one of my closest friends in the world, Nat Harward, who's been on the show. And it's a Mobius strip. So the thing about Mobius strips is they are infinite shapes. There's no edge or finish to this shape. And this to me, the reason why it permanently sits on my desk is it's a reminder of playing infinite games. The point of an infinite game is to keep the game going forever and ever. And that's what I'm hearing for you is that regardless of any temporary situation, you mentally decided when you said you had two choices, you said death or survival, you weren't even talking about thriving right there because the reality is that was your goal. Keep the game going because if I'm in the game, I have a chance to win. Do you want to walk us through any of the stuff that was going through your mind then? That was, I love that point that you just talked about was you can, it's good to have big visions and goals, but you also have to stay present where you're at, staying laser focused. Nowadays, this is the most distraction, distraction oriented, like literally there's so many distractions in the world from social media to watching other people's success on just different platforms, all of these crazy distractions in the world. And you, if you want to get to where you want to be in life, you have to say, what is one thing today that I can do to stay laser focused and better myself? The more clear you are, the quicker you're going to get to your destination. And a lot of people want to have all this crazy success right away. But really, what it takes is just one small task a day. It's called winning the day. Another, another famous entrepreneur, his name's Andy Frisella, learned this from him. And it's called winning the day. Winning the day basically means if you can win four to five out of those seven days, you've won the week. If you can win three out of those four weeks, you've won the month. If you can win seven, eight, nine months out of the year, guess what? You are a totally different version of yourself by this time next year. By this time next year, that's it. And I'm telling you, like, you have to stay laser focused where you want to go and don't get too far ahead of yourself. Have those big visions, have those big goals, but have micro wins involved as well. Just like when people say, enjoy the journey, enjoy the process. If all you're thinking about is the money or the fame or I want all of this right away, you're never going to actually obtain it. You have to stay focused. And like for my example, it was survival. It was literally, here's a cool, here's another cool example. When I finally got out of that hospital learning to walk again, this is what I did. This is how I got learned to walk again. I put one lawn chair in the front of my driveway and one lawn chair in the back of my driveway. And I literally walked to that lawn chair, take like two minute break, try to catch my breath, contemplate if I can even walk back to the next one, but I would do it walk back to the next one and I do that. And you know what I do the next day? I just move that lawn chair just a little bit further, just a little bit further. Eventually it got into the, to the sidewalk. Then I started walking into the sidewalk and I kept progressing and progressing and progressing. And soon enough, before you knew it, I was walking a quarter mile. I was walking half a mile. Now I can go out like today. I'll go out and walk five miles. No, no problem whatsoever, but it's consistency, dedication to staying in your lane no one else is lame 
and being, you know, dedicated to your craft throughout this whole entire time. So that would be my uh, kind of explanation of all of that. Yeah, I love that, Matt. And it also fits in because I, I love what you just shared with us, because if listeners are wondering what you and I were talking about off air before we ever hit the record button, you and I were geeking out about basketball. Well, right now, it's the NBA playoffs. And basically, you just you pointed out something that is so inherently obvious to us basketball fans. So right now in a seven game playoff series, you don't need to win all seven to move on. You literally need to win four out of seven. And that's perfectly illustrated by what you just gave gave us one topic that I'm dying to bring up with you is about timeline because this is such a hot topic with especially newer entrepreneurs. Results don't come as quickly as we always desire. Now, I can only imagine what you were feeling with regards to timeline and how you would wake up and say, I just want to be better because of course you just want it to be better. Talk to us about how your attitude towards timeline and when results come and how long things take. Talk to us about how that shifted your perspective over the years. Yep, 100%. So like I said, there's three main things in life that you have to take control. It's number one, your mindset, number two, your emotions, and number three is your physical slash actionable um, steps to towards whatever purpose or goal you're, you want to achieve. So for me, what I had to start with was number one was my mindset. And I was so, I had so many limiting beliefs at the time because literally within eight and a half months, I was dwindled to nothing. I mean, I had, I was very fit, like to the point where I felt so confident in my body. I was so proud of myself. And then in a matter of eight months, I was this like skeleton and it killed me. And I was like, what do I need to do to get back to this body? I want to get there tomorrow. But I realized that I had a journey ahead of me. And it took two years, as I said before, it took two years to mentally, emotionally, and physically regain control of myself where you can gain control of my body. And it started with those limiting beliefs. Stop saying I'm not worthy enough. Stop saying that, oh, it's going to be too hard or I'm going to have more complications and create all these stories in my head. No, I said, just like we just talked about, what can I do today to better myself? So as I was also learning to walk again, I was also learning to really take control of where do I go next with my body? And I, I, you know, I also started doing some lifting which helped a lot too. So I started lifting like five pound dumbbells and I also started eating healthy again. I started getting back to my roots, which is the most important part. When you can get back to your roots of things that you had done in the past that maybe you've gotten away from that you can now look back and say, okay, what can I do now to progress myself forward and use those lessons that I learned in the past to really help me kind of, that I help me push myself forward. That is when you can really see that progress in life and slowly but surely, each week, I'd see some progress. I'd maybe gain a little bit of weight. I'd start to walk a little bit further. Then I would start to have more confidence in myself. I'd start to build more momentum. Within a year, my stomach had healed. I started to gain, uh, you know, I was probably about 150 pounds at that point. I was feeling more confident, feeling more excited. And then another year goes around, staying consistent, staying dedicated. And then after I, I started taking care of myself, then I could start to say, well, what's next? Who can I help? And this is my favorite saying is, in order to be selfless for others, you must be selfish for yourself first. Because if you can't take care of yourself, there's no way that somebody else is going to be able to take the advice and the lessons you've learned to, that, to be able to give back to them. Because just for example, me being a personal trainer um, you know, for years, I realized that if you're overweight, you don't take care of your body, you don't eat the right foods, nobody's going to want to listen to you if you're trying to give them advice. You have to be a part of what you're trying to help and accomplish people with. So me, 
being a motivational speaker, me also helping people transform their lives through their physical body, through their mindset, and really follow their dreams in life. I realized that I had to take care of myself first and really master that part of my life in order to be able to give back to others. So that's what I would tell people is learn to master your craft first and and realize it's going to take your own timeline. Don't ever compare yourself to other people's timelines. Yeah, I love that, Matt. So many incredible topics that you just got into just in that one answer. I mean, now we're talking about consistency. We're talking about action. We're talking about small steps. We're talking about immediate goals. We're talking about all these different things. And to me, why I was so excited, I mean, the second we started talking on Instagram, I was just like, man, Matt is better positioned than anybody else right now to talk to newer entrepreneurs because let's face it, the world has enough challenges of its own in addition to all the things that we experience individually and especially with that added layer of being entrepreneurs so you are going through all of those things yourself as well you also are an entrepreneur so as we get towards the end of this interview I do want to because you've wrapped so many nice bows for us in today's episode I want to open the door for you to just tell entrepreneurs especially those newer entrepreneurs the entrepreneurs that are listening what is your big piece of advice specifically speaking to them when things get hard what's your advice to them to remember Remember and take away from this episode. I'm gonna share an acronym. I, I love. I, I always gotta, you know, um, give credit to the people who I learned these things from. But um, this is an acronym from a man named Jim Quick, and it's called Hope. Help one person every day. And my whole thing about that is don't ever underestimate the power of helping one person by you giving advice and by you sharing something that has been meaningful to you or you've overcome to help one person could ultimately help hundreds and thousands of people in a lifetime because by you helping one person they can then spread that knowledge to another person by the time you've helped 10 people you technically could have potentially helped hundreds of people by the time you help hundreds of people there could be thousands of people around the world that know your message because they've relayed something that you've given to them and they can now share just like i'm sharing stuff from other entrepreneurs their message is now reaching hundreds of other people, thousands of other people. So don't ever underestimate the power of helping one person every day. Hope. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. Heck yeah, I love that, Matt. And as someone who loves quotes, I love the fact that you also turn to quotes and, and acronyms to really hammer these points home because there is so much wisdom to share out there. And on that note, I think that a really appropriate place to end this interview is that I, from afar and also now knowing you, I really respect all the stuff that you are putting out into the world through your website, your email list, through your Instagram account, which is where we connected. There's so many good things that you're putting out there. So I'd love for you to take the floor and let listeners know where they can get more goodness from Matt Odie in their life. Appreciate it. So you can find me, uh, my website is mattodiespeaks.com. Um, it has all my social media platforms on there, but if you do just want to directly connect with me on Facebook, it's just Matt Odie. YouTube, it's Matt Odie. And LinkedIn, it's Matt Odie. Um, and then in Instagram, it's M-A-T-T-Y underscore ODE. So um, if you just want a direct link to them, though, just go to my website, mattodiespeaks.com. You can find me there. And then if you are watching this and you know somebody or you've been impacted by cancer, um, last year, 
I started a Facebook group for cancer patients, survivors, and caregivers. And today, about a year and a half later, we've now grown to over 6,000 members. It's just been a life-changing experience where I just want to give back to the community. So if you've been impacted in any way through cancer, I'm happy to get you into the group. Just connect with me on Facebook, shoot me a DM, say that you've watched the, you know, the podcast with Brian and I, and um, I'll be happy to get you into the group. Heck yeah. So you all heard it directly from Matt. I'll also be linking to this in the show notes. So his hub for all things Matt is just go straight to mattodespeaks.com. That's M-A-T-T-O-D-E speaks.com. Matt, thanks so much for joining us on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Thanks, Brian. Holy cow, I hope you feel as amazing as I do following today's episode. Matt was such an incredible guest. I personally had a ton of fun talking to him and learning from him and hearing his perspectives. And that's why it's such a reminder for me that when entrepreneurs connect, when good people come together to have more good conversation, only good things and good energy come out of it, which is why to wrap up today's episode, I want to invite you to our brand new launch coalition coffee and cocktails for entrepreneurs and yes you entrepreneurs they're completely free they're super informal and it's just to have more conversations like what you heard between matt and i today all you have to do to sign up it takes 60 seconds is go to imetbrian.com slash coffee now that you met me on the podcast go to imetbrian.com slash coffee these all take place over zoom when you log in you get to hang out with yours truly as well as a bunch of other incredible entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs from all over the world. So go to imetbrian.com slash coffee. I'll see you in the coffee lounge and cocktail lounge. And as always here on the podcast.